Welcome. I am Pastor Steve Dickerson from Placerville Church of the Nazarene. We're glad to have you with us today. Uh, I want to talk to you about a word today that is kind of a unique word in the New Testament. It's the word consequences. Uh, consequences are an interesting thing because normally when I think of consequences, I automatically begin to think of something bad's going to happen. If, if you do something wrong, there are going to be uh, bad consequences to that. And yet, this word really can talk about good things that might happen in your life. Perhaps part of my uh, thoughts about consequences go back to an old television program that was on when I was a kid. Uh, do, you, do you remember Truth or Consequences? Uh, th this is a TV show, and, it, and actually uh, it started out as a radio program in 1940. And this is where they would ask contestants a question, and they would give them the shortest amount of time, maybe two seconds, to answer. And they really weren't meant to answer. They were just meant to suffer the consequences. And then they would have to ha do some wacky stunt. And if they performed that well, they, they got a prize. But also on this program, they would uh, bring in family members, or perhaps uh, they especially brought back uh, military coming home and they would surprise some of their their guests with a reunion and and so it just really had all kinds of different things I remember whenever I was uh, sick home from school you could watch game shows or soap operas well I liked truth or consequences that was one of my favorite shows and of course I uh, watched it during the 50s uh, when Bob Barker was the host and he he was actually the host of that uh, television program from 1956 and all the way through syndication to 1975 and it, it was so interesting bob barker traditionally ended each episode of the of the program with a with a phrase here's what he said hoping all your consequences are happy ones well I, I sure would like to see that too. And, and I think that as we understand our faith in God, putting our true faith in God, there are great consequences, very many wonderful, positive consequences that come to our lives, that happen in our world as a result of our being faithful to Christ. And so I want to talk to you today about consequences. Uh, this Greek word that is translated consequences is toigarun. And toigarun is uh, used only two times in the New Testament. And most often there's another word that's used, and even in this time it's used here, the English word therefore. But actually the word here in, we're going to be looking at Hebrews 12, that, that word is actually, it means consequently. It, it, it means accordingly or as a result. So it's a little bit of different feel than the word therefore, which is used a lot in the New Testament. But here, even though it's translated therefore in English, probably in, in your version, the word consequently is what we're really seeing. This is Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 4. But here's verse 1, just the first part of verse 1. And it starts out with this word. Targarum, uh, and it means therefore in, in this way, but actually consequently. So the idea is, well, consequently, 
since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the light of faith. Now, this is an interesting way to begin because really it goes back to chapter 11. Hebrews 11 is the great faith chapter of the Bible. And, and the first word of chapter 12 is, therefore, or more correctly, consequently, but Hebrews 11 is about true faith. And chapter 12 is about the consequences of true faith. And, and actually, in, in 11, there's a lot of what we call heroes of the faith. I want to just point out some of these heroes and some of the consequences of their lives. The first one we look at is Noah. Now, Noah had faith in God to build a big boat. And it took a long time. But he obeyed God. This is uh, verse 7 of chapter 11. He obeyed God about things that had never happened before. So, consequently, he and his family lived when the great flood came. The next hero of the faith we look at is Abraham. Abraham had faith in God to leave home and to go into the unknown. And it says in verse 8 of chapter 11, he went without knowing where he was going. And consequently, he found a promised land, and he found a blessing, and he founded the nation. Uh, 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 the, the, the Jewish people uh, all traced their line back to Abraham. Sarah, his, his wife, she had faith in God to have a child when she was nine years old. Verse uh, 11 tells us, she believed that God would keep his promises. And consequently, she became a mother. She became the mother of Isaac, and that lineage goes all the way down to Jesus. Uh, the next one we look at, uh, the next hero of faith, the big one is Moses. Moses had faith in God, to give up the riches of Egypt. And it says in verse 25 of Hebrews 11, he chose to share oppression instead of the fleeting pleasures of sin. And consequently, God used him and freed Israel from the slavery in Egypt, led the people out to the promised land. Uh, there are others, but let me mention one more. Rahab. Rahab had faith in God to obey God and even to defy her own leaders in her city. Uh, verse 31 tells us, For she had given a friendly welcome to the spies, and consequently God saved her, and she even became an ancestor of Jesus. Now, there are many other heroes of the faith mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. I encourage you to read that. And look at these heroes. Look at how they put their faith in God and look at the consequences of their lives because they did so. They all had true faith in God. And that true faith led them to let go of something, even some things that were good. They let go of those things to gain something better. So when we look at having true faith, sometimes God would have us give up something for something even better. That's what true faith does. It asks us to step out in faith, as each of these heroes of the faith did, and they achieved great things. So, how do we have true faith? 
what are the what are the consequences of a faith like that? And how do we achieve that kind of faith? Let's uh, read on back in Hebrews chapter 12. This is the second part of verse 1. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured for sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. You think about Jesus, you won't give you, you won't become weary. Then verse four. After all, you have not yet given your lives in the struggle against sin. So we look at this brief passage, uh, the first part of Hebrews twelve, and we see that there are things that slow us down, that weigh us down. What what slows you down? What weighs you down? There's a lot of stuff right now that we, we could name that is just hindering us. And, and so what what keeps us from exercising our true faith? What, what keeps us from the great consequences that God would like to see in and through our lives? Well, he mentions two things. The first thing he mentions here is distractions. Uh, good things that keep us from the best thing. Now, what are these things? The, the, this word that's used here for weighing you down, uh, for holding you back. Uh, what are those things? This word is uncos, and it means, is there a burden? Is there a hindrance? Is there a distraction to your faith working the way God would have it work? You see, even distractions, even good things can become a distraction to our faith and to following God. We can get so tied up in our own lives, even in good things, that we miss what God's really best thing is for us. So the caution that he gives us first is watch out for distractions. They'll weigh you down. They'll slow you down. They'll keep you from the great consequences that God has in mind for you. The second thing that, that we talk about, well, think about this. When What are you talking about now? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about. We talk about COVID. All, everybody's talking about COVID all the time. I don't know if we can do anything about COVID, but we sure like to talk about it. We talk about politics. We've come through a very uh, big battle of, for of the politics of America, and it, it's been just an amazing thing. People like to talk about that. People talk about people. Uh, they love to see what, what different people are doing. Some of it's good, some of it not so good. Uh, there's a lot of talk about governors, uh, especially during this time of COVID. We talk about rules. You know, these things can become distractions. If we are focused on all of these things, they might keep us from something that God has in mind for us, something, something better. So instead of talking about all these things, think about Talk about God. Talk, talk about the gospel. Talk about the good news. If somebody talks to you about COVID, you know, don't don't worry about all of that, but trust God. 
Think about His truth. Think about His love. Think about hope and talk about that. And putting your faith into action. Those are the things that God would have us talk about. He would have us put our faith in action and see great consequences. So, what's the second thing that may weigh you down? Distractions certainly weigh us down. The second thing is even more serious. It's sin. And the word that is used, that's translated sin here, is hamartia. Hamartia, it means an offense to, to, to your faith. It is the sin of unbelief. Refusing to put our trust in God. And when we refuse to do that, we sin. Um, now, now, we think of all kinds of things to put our trust in. I mean, we all trust medicine. I mean, medicine is great. But I think true believers understand that God is the healer. God uses doctors. He uses medicine and all those things to heal us. But even at that, we all at some point will die. But even in that, he saves us. He gives us life. Now, a lot of people have faith in science right now. But science is no substitute for faith in God. Because God is the one who saves. God is the one who gives us real life now and eternal life when this life ends. But, but sin, sin can and it will get in your way. It will weigh you down every time. Sin, sin keeps us from doing what God wants for us. Sin keeps us from doing His will. And think about these heroes of the faith who didn't do what they wanted, but found out what God wanted and did that. Look at this. Without stepping out in faith, none of these heroes of the faith would have accomplished anything. We wouldn't even heard of them. It was because of their faith in God that we know of them. So, like them, let us not focus on the present that we're in, but look forward and, and hope. Let us look forward and hope. Don't focus on the sin. Don't, don't even focus on the good things that can become distractions. You see, the heroes of faith live for the future. And, and so, could endure the present. If you're not caught up in the present and focusing on that, you have something to look forward to. And God can make great consequences in your life. Now, right now, the present doesn't look so good. And a lot of us are focused on that. It becomes a distraction. And, and if, we're, if we're getting into bad-mouthing politicians and talking down, gossiping, then, then we're, we're not putting our trust in, in God. We're, we're putting our trust in man, and, and that's not going so well. But like Jesus, like these heroes of the faith, we can look forward. We can look ahead. And by faith, we can accomplish great things. I, I want to share uh, another verse, and this is a familiar one from James chapter 2, beginning at verse 21. James tells us, much kind of uh, accentuating what Hebrews has told us. It says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. 
his actions made his faith complete. Verse 23. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. It is our true faith and God's consequences. Verse 25, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. And here is verse 26. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So what I want need to say to you today is that true faith has godly consequences. So when you put your faith in God, and it is a true faith, you will find God is developing wonderful results in your life. And he may not change the circumstances, but he'll sure change you in those circumstances. The consequences of a godly life from true faith into action. Well, even better than Bob Barker, with God, all of your consequences are happy. May God bless you as you put your faith in Him. Lord, I just thank you for the writer of Hebrews sharing with us this, this essence of knowing that having our faith in you leads to good results. Lord, we want that. I, I pray for those who are struggling right now, who have so many distractions drawing their attention away. Well, Lord, help us. Help us to focus on you, and to look forward. And Lord, I think about those who are caught uh, with sin in their lives. And Lord, there are so many things. Sin is a strong temptation, but it keeps us from exercising our true faith. So help us, Lord. Help us to follow you with true faith and allow you to produce those great consequences in our life. May it be so. Jesus, we pray. In your wonderful name, Jesus.